Hey guys, welcome to another installment of the Fellas After Show podcast. Yeah, Tonight yeah. was real good enough. Tonight we nice. were discussing the family matters. Major key, we were joined by the one and only positive, but tonight he was in the capacity of friend and fellow fella, Joel Murray. So Joe, I want to bring you on. But before I do that, let me heal out my fellas as usual. DJ, Garth, Vosel, how are you, sir? I am well excited. This conversation is is has to continue, so I'm excited. Oh, I'm excited. Of course, I'm ready to jump in. And the one and only Mr. Classy Chris. What's up? Yes, sir. I'm here, present, ready and willing. Looking forward to hearing this conversation because you know when you have to show <laughs> uncut, you know, straight, no chaser, all filler, no fluff. Of course, <laughs> all unfiltered, filler. you know we do it, unfiltered. <laughs> But for the same moment tonight, as you said, we were joined by the one and only Joel Murray. For those of you who may not know who Joel is exactly, you know, he's a man of God, he's a husband, a dedicated father, he's a friend, he's an award-winning singer, songwriter, and producer, and he's a man for the people, a man for all seasons. And he has joined us earlier on our episode, and he's with us tonight on the Fellas After Show podcast. A special welcome to you, Joel. How are you? Good night, my friend and brother, and good night to yes, all sir. the fellas. Where's the word? Okay, I'm no, good, highly favored, yes. and blessed. Yeah, man. Well, Joel, tonight, Wonderful. I would like to tell you, tonight you dropped some bombs, friend. And I mean, <laughs> if if last week wasn't enough, when your wife was here and she killed it, she killed it all. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, you. Yep, most definitely she did. Come tonight did. to show why you guys are such a powerhouse couple, you know, for want of a better term. And, and you know, she, she said something very important um, last week. She said that. You know, when it came to your relationship, that initially the thought was if we hid it or if we don't publicize it too much, then maybe people might be attracted to your brand better as a single man, as an individual. But right. interestingly, when you actually were very free and willing to introduce your family to your industry, to your fans, to your, your followership, that it actually did something amazing because people were really in awe and really happy to see a family healthy and thriving and flourishing boy. Yeah, man. You know, the saying goes, they say, you have a man, the woman wouldn't like him, but as soon as he's with somebody else, <laughs> that's yeah, when everybody yeah, running him yeah. down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right away. <laughs> You know, that, right away so Correct. I, I feel like there's just an extra an extra zest that comes when <laughs> when you get married and you, know, you have an extra glow an extra shine and Absolutely and these true, things boy. could just continuously you know be like a magnet just pulling people left right and center but it's just you about managing people in. yeah yeah you yeah, yeah. People in. It I, does. Think, I think chris and i <laughs> always talk about that you know chris yes. chris had mentioned to us in a time pass that he was into music chris remember mm-hmm. them days <laughs> Listen, when I used to DJ, and even when, you know, little parties and stuff that I didn't even know my name was on and I appeared at, the attention you would get, even as a musician, I used to play the keyboard as well, we hanging out, the type of attention that ladies used to give to the DJ or the drummer, <laughs> and just, just the artist, something that attract them. So you as, let, let's do a comparison, you as... Young positive, no fresh in the game, the energy and the zest there, right? You're still learning. And the attraction that happened then, and then as a married man, still even more now a recognized artist. How 
how are you really deal with you know that that kind of attention because I mean, I loved it. I'm not going to lie, fellas. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I loved it. I enjoyed it. But I always, ensured, I always ensured the ladies respected themselves. So how did you deal with those situations? Um, for me, I remember one event in particular. It was Queen Africa. She was in uh, the National Stadium. Right. Um, she came down and there was a big concert. Sorry, Queen Swap Savannah, yeah. And there was a whole host of reggae artists, and I was on the cast for that particular event. And when I finished singing and I was walking back towards the, the tents backstage, um, there was a woman and she she came up to me and she whispered in my ear and she said, Rasta man, if I had my way, I would have taken you home with me tonight. You know? <laughs> and I That's said, wrong, My wow. goodness, Jed, look at how <laughs> look at how easy. Look at how easy it easy, is yeah. you know, to be able to. Yep. But I always say, don't you have a, a conscious mind? You know, you, you're not thinking about the no. You're thinking about the 30-year-old positive and the 40-year-old positive and the 50-year-old positive. The decisions that you make now is going to definitely affect, you know, later down in life. So I always tend to put value on what, will be a benefit to me, you know, in all the decades of my life. And I'm not just making decisions because of a, a pretty face and a short skirt, you know, I want to make sure yeah. that I I have a, a kind of integrity that, that and a character yes. that kind of exudes from me, you know, not just my music, but my personality. I... I'm not, I'm not an easy man, you understand? Mm -hmm. So no no right, short right. skirt could just come and, and get me. You understand? Wow. I put value, I, mean, I understand my value. Integrity, you said it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you put yourself but Joel, in a class. Like, yeah. Yeah, and, and that the integrity, we talked about that last time, fellas, with the yep. what women want, integrity, <laughs> yeah, man of your word, that type of thing. Um I I you know, being in, in the industry for a while too, I think one and this is a little bit different from the last question, though. But one of the things that I realized, and I want to know how you deal with it at home um, with the family and, like, you know, with, with your wife and stuff. Um, I've had problems you know, along the way, along the journey, where I feel like they, the person you're in a relationship with thinks that sometimes you want that attention from the other people on the outside. Um, and then you sometimes have to end up having this job. And I say job to now prove to them that, hey, listen, all I need is you. And, you know, I find like constant, it, it, it used to bring up a lot of different conversations. And I, I kind of took a, took a step back and say, well, okay, what are my actions? Like, are my actions making you feel this way? And what actions I need to change, right? So that's yeah. one side of the equation. The other side of the equation is them now saying, well, you could have this and you can have that. So why did you want to be here? And I think a lot of the conversations started like that. And Sometimes it was successful where we understood each other and we were on the same page and sometimes it was not. I think for you being in this industry for such a long time um, and, and, and going through different stages in the industry itself and still being able to have a, a, a stable enough family where you all can have good communication and compromise, um, what, is, what, what would be the advice you would give to people? And I would say like me, because yeah, I'm always learning just as much. I don't, I don't look at nothing as not a learning opportunity. This is a learning opportunity for me. What would you say would be some advice for people who are in the limelight or in public view but still want to keep the family stable want to keep them i guess um happy 
uh, and want to make sure that you kind of reassuring them a lot, you know, to make sure that they know that they're the ones that you choose. What would be some advice that you would give to people like that? You know, if I could just be open and honest, you know, me and my wife. When... After show, bro, please. Yeah, man, when, when we were driving home from an event sometime, um, she looked and said, you were watching that girl tonight. <laughs> like, <laughs> I see her. I see her. You was watching that girl tonight. Oh, I'm like, gosh. what are you talking about? <laughs> and I always have to be in the place where I was. I'm like proving that you know, I didn't. I I can't even remember what I was looking like. You know, so it's like, sometimes you can't. <laughs> yeah, like, they really can't. Yeah, they really can't. yeah. So I was like, okay, so I, I kind of start to break it down. Okay, so how many seconds do you think me looking at somebody is legitimate <laughs> or illegitimate, you know? And then when the conversation starts to go down that direction, oh my you know, people start to say, okay, he's just making, you know, this, this it might not be that serious, you understand? So I'm right. So help me understand this thing. How many <laughs> seconds in my staring at somebody does it, you know, validate your claim that I was, you know, no, 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 that no no that makes sense. Because here was because but the thing is like okay, if you out there, right? And 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 let's let's okay, so we're keeping it real transparent, keeping it real on this on this after right, Joel. So you're in you're in a hot seat kind of way, anyhow. But so the thing is if you look at some of of the leading men you're following going to be women initially yeah, yeah. off the bat right some men will follow you like you know like we like the music so we say yeah that man he has some good music but then you have these women that are there that are following you those are the supporters so those, those are the ones downloading this stuff on itunes those are the ones coming to the concert you have to engage with them so it's like yeah. the question now is like how much engagement is in is too much engagement how much, like you say, how much of 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 a uh, uh, hey, I see them, I hear them out. How much of that is too much? That's if that is if the tricky part. Yeah, it is definitely. But what helped me along the way is you see that building a team where it's not directly that one-on-one -on -one contact all the time, every single day, mm -hmm. day in, day out. And you have a team now, people that you know, you just be a little more accountable you know so there is not just you operating in social media there's somebody else. so there's mm -hmm. there's an accountability that takes place to even help you in your own self if you're feeling tempted to send an extra like here you know you say hey you know? <laughs> <laughs> you understand? there's an accountability that takes place and it's important to make sure that you have the person that you are with you make right. sure that you remind them of their value their value and how much you value their presence in your life. You value the relationship, you value the union and you, you, you kind of consistency is what will cause, you know, things to get a little more smoother because I, I found that, you know, once I consistently let my character shine forth, then my wife was, you know, more welcoming and more open and less, Hostile in those <laughs> <matters>. <laughs> you know? yeah. I like that hostility. I mean, I mean, I know you and I know Annalise personally, and you know, a lot of people think that because you are, you know, more so frontline, the frontline, you know, and the one with the so so called fame, that she is just a supporting act. But I mean, if anybody watch the lives, 
<laughs> between you know the lies with anamensa and, and positive tnt they come to understand that analysis is a powerhouse in our right and she as i said she really graced the fellas after show podcast last week and she really dropped some bombs and she put us in our place now i want to ask this <laughs> question here um just going back to family a little bit on the topic of that with Annalise and your wife and she mentions well that you all have kids so i want to ask you something that a lot of people I know I think about, especially when we spoke about these stages with moving from, you know, manhood into husbandhood and from husband and into fatherhood, you would have followed those stages. Would you say that when you became a father, in other words, when children entered the, the, the picture, did your marriage change? You felt like the family, the family dynamic, did that change was, how you all dealt with that? Um, dynamic really changed, you know, um, because your time had to be now divided you know and all the attention that wife would have gotten now you have to split some of that up with the child or with children so mm -hmm. it's important to know that you still find a way to balance the time being spent with either party because the truth is we are just raising children but we are not raising them to keep them home. It's only trend that we, mm. we find men and women staying home in the 30, 40, 50, still home with mommy, <laughs> yeah. you know. But when we look at, you know, places like America, even Europe, by the time that child is 15, 16, 18, they are 16, out of the you understand? And, and the parents have understood that um, I want to make sure that my child, when I raise them, they can stand on their own two feet. So I always let my kids know, hey, this is my wife and she'll be here now and she'll be here when you guys leave so this mm -hmm. is my priority oh, you understand oh, you guys oh, are my kids so you guys have a place in my heart but you know children don't take the place of a spouse mm -hmm. it's just a different as a it's a, it's a purpose-driven thing that goes beyond fatherhood in my view you know because they yeah, say I, I, that mm -hmm. the bible kind of correlates the relationship between a man and a woman and they, they put that towards the relationship that Christ has with the church. You understand? So it's yeah. so valuable. We didn't say father and daughter, father and son. No, no. Husband and wife is similar to how God right. loves people. So that has been the most powerful union. And we can't just take that powerful union for granted because of the presence of children. Yeah, that's really mm. powerful there because I know that, you know, some people have really experienced that change in their family dynamic when the children come around and I mean, I'm trying to knock the ladies, but very often you hear the conversation from the ladies now changing from, you know, this is my husband, um, and the girl said, this is my child. So you have the my child. Yeah. And in some homes you have, it's my child when the child do well, but it's your yeah, child when the child yeah. is in trouble, <laughs> yeah. right? This episode is sponsored by Piaco Air Services. Interested in aviation ground handling and international shipping? Call us today at 868-240-4963. Piakwe Services, delivering excellence is what we do best. Yeah. You all ever had them, those struggles? Like, you uh, know, every this my child with this. Every day. Mateo comes in, he pulls down the computer, pulls down everything, mess up everything. Joel, come get your child. <laughs> and Mateo is walking, talking. Oh, my child is doing so well. <laughs> yeah, I totally get that one. And that wouldn't change. There's nothing scientific that we could do to cause that change to take place. <laughs> just, we have to take that one and go with the punches. 
what about this compromise thing? You know, we spoke about you spoke about compromise earlier, right? So there's that you know, three C's commitment, com communication, and compromise. Um, and of these three, you know, we admitted that communication and compromise tend to trip some people up a little bit. A so I want the people to get to know you a little bit more. So I want right. to ask you this. What do you think has been the biggest compromise you had hmm. to make? Pushing and developing this family with all of the things that you have going on, you know, as well. But in all developing your family and balancing with your career and so on, what has been the biggest compromise for you to this day? Um, I think the biggest compromise has been scaling back on my pursuit of of getting to the next level in music um, because I wanted to be at best present and at best supporting my family in in the way that I know how to you know I I what would have required me to get to the next level would have been a ridiculous amount of touring and um and mm. I've had a lot of tours you know have to put them on the back burner simply because I wanted to be present for the birth of my children because I wanted to be there to support my wife so that she doesn't go through this thing by herself you know so I would have definitely had to put stages of music career on the back burner and compromise on that stance for the sake of you know my family's well-being and wow. yeah that, that has been one of the major compromises I've had to make crazy no no I I'm hearing you saying this, and I want to know because you said it actually before. With yeah. what you just said, how does that actually affect you being purpose driven, though? Because I know, yes, your family, you'll put your family first. We understand that that is paramount. But yeah. does it affect where, you know, scaling back means you're no longer willing to take the risk to affect the family? But at the same time, it also means it does it mean that they're actually holding back on your purpose or what you believe your purpose is here? whether it's through your, your music or, you know, just through you and the things that you're into? I think it's it's more of, you know, instead of trying to find the right road, it's like more of, of building your own road. So now right. there is a new way of, of things being done. You know, we chatting our course together because I would have been planning music from since before I was married. And, you know, I recognize that a lot of the plans that I had it would have required me to still be single, you know. It might have single, required yes. me, even, yeah. Right. And, yes. and well, you just I, touched on something. So when you're done, I will have my question <laughs> coming. Hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then I recognize that I, over the course of time, I would have had to have a rearrangement of the plans because I saw something different along the way and i saw my wife right. and i wanted her to be a part of what this god-given assignment was and then i also Ooh. believe god because there is a an assignment that two people have as a couple yes. you know a lot of people mm -hmm. overlook that you know and right. me and Annie's together we have a together purpose even though we might have our individual reaches individual accomplishments or achievements or things that we want to do separately as individuals there is a together purpose and that together purpose kind of outweighs you know yes. in many senses that the, the the selfish pursuit sometimes you understand mm, yes so it's important to to be a little selfless you know even though you didn't you didn't go on tour for five times in the year that you'd normally do three 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 is a good number you know you understand it's just like understanding there's a value because a lot of people 
they go on tour for years and months and you know they come back home to another man in the house another man in your bedroom yeah, they yeah, come back really. home yeah. and they're Utah. unhappy you know a lot of people making the money out there when they come back home they're committing suicide so there's been it's showing me that there's a lack of balance in in mm -hmm. the way how the entertainment world is set up there's so much people you know they they come back home and they're doing drugs and they can't find happiness trying to find themselves all the time yes. so i'm saying you know yeah. what these little breathing rooms are essential I, I used to look at it as a compromise at first but then mm -hmm. i found out that it is actually essential to maintaining a right marital status a right family oriented yeah, lifestyle yeah. and it just is is valuable and it's important yes yeah i i, I want to commend on what you just said there because you see what you said about this god giving assignment and I always look at the things I would have done when I was still single compared right. to while I'm married now. And I am, since, since I got married, I always said this is not just a relationship, it's a lifetime partnership. So I cannot move as though there isn't another partner in this company. Yeah. If I think of it like that sure. in this brand. So, yes, actually, I want to comment you there and say that. That literally touched home right where I wanted to say, gee, I know you had something coming. Hot, hot. So <laughs> listen, so, you know, rightfully said by, by Chris, Mr. Classy, I am the G. So I, my perspective is a little bit different than the fellas because the fellas are, you know, happily married, you know, and, and relationship goals to me a lot because I think there's a lot of things that we touched on that I, I have to make plenty of notes. You as well, you know, and I think you talk about different stages in your life and, and that, that made a huge impact on us. Uh, you know, we discussed that in the episode about the different stages of manhood and like that stuff. I mean, my my, my thing with the family boy is that I want to know, and and I am asking for the G's out there, <laughs> the rest of them who have not had the who don't have the privilege of being in these you know um, in these marriages and these type of relationships. But to kind of help us, and I say us, you know, I include myself. Like, how do you jump from the because when you start off doing something, especially in the entertainment industry, there are times you have to be selfish. Like you have to be focused, head down, get stuff done. Yeah. Then you get into the other branch of, like you say, including the family that you have or the family that you're building so that now everybody has an assignment. So everybody has like a role. So now you feel more committed to each other because you're all on the same page. And um, I think for, for some men, they think they would better do it. It would be better if they do it by themselves than if they do it with people and then when they do it like you said like i mean there's a lot of people pursuing excellence and, and success and then they're so unhappy even though they make all the money you know they, they they're doing tours they're doing this they're doing that and like you said if even if they don't come back home to a man in the house they come back home to an empty house because guess what all the money that they're making they're still unhappy there's still parts of the life that they don't they still can't figure out how to mesh that too how to be selfless um, when it comes to building a family and still pursuing a dream or pursuing a goal, and they want to know, well, hey, what what advice would you give somebody who is at that junction where they're like, hey, listen, I kind of tired of doing this by myself, but mm -hmm. sometimes it seems easier to do it when it's just me doing it because then I know it's sacrifice, late nights, early mornings, uh, I have to travel, I have to meet all types of people, meetings every single day. If I had somebody with me, that might have been kind of hard. So I would say like, for you to make that transition, because I know you started this music thing a long, a long before you got married, and you had made that transition from being, it's about me pursuing this music 
and now it's about my family and I pursuing this music. How did you make that transition? What advice you would give to people like the G? <laughs> yeah, man. Well, I'll point the G towards this the holy books. You understand that there's a scripture that says in Ecclesiastes 4, it says two is better than one. You understand? Mm -hmm. And it says because they have a good return for their labor. Right. And it talks about their labor. So it means that what I could have achieved on my own, it pales in comparison to what we could achieve together, me and my spouse. And when I recognize that, I I understood exactly what was being written in that, that verse. Because when one falls, the other is able to pick that one up. Back and up, if yeah. it is that you're by yourself and you keep doing it, there comes a time when you will fall, when you will fail at something. And mm -hmm. there won't be anybody there to pick you up. You understand? There won't be that person that has been by your side from day one, the one that is not with you for the cause or, or with you just because of um, selfish ambitions or with you because you all had a common enemy. That person was with you because they were with you. You, understand? you exactly. Yeah. You, you yeah. understand? And two is better than one. And I recognize that you have to make your significant other, make them a part of the vision, a part of the mission. And when you make them a part of the mission, it's no longer what I could achieve. It's what we well, could we, achieve. Yeah. Watch my Joel. That that perspective, Joel, I mean, I, I, I glad we bring you on as Joel Murray. I like the fact that we bring you on as that because this is the, definitely one of those transparent comments. You know, we have to have, I mean, and that type of advice, I definitely, I share now with people I know and I also taking the same advice. So I appreciate that. Yeah, man. So, you know, as I said that, um, it reminds me of something that we discussed a couple episodes of the the, the after show podcast, and um, we were talking about this thing with the connecting in that and in marriage and so on. And you know, I share with the fellas that similarly to what you said there, you know, my wife and I, like everybody else, we have issues, you know, but we work things out because we have identified for ourselves three ways in which we exist in relationship to each other. So we have the relationship as lovers you know that's the erotic you know the romantic part and so on and then we have the relationship as as business partners where we discuss the hard things the money the financial risk you know the decisions that would be best for the home and then the fundamental one is that we have the relationship as friends and that's where we have those difficult conversations right and i love the fact when you spoke to the partnership you know i want to join another c there with the, the three c's that we had spoken about and we spoke about commitment, communication, and compromise, but it speaks also to the importance of collaboration. And mm -hmm. so very often families tend to struggle and the family dynamic, dynamic tends to struggle because mm. you have one person doing all of the work by themselves. And so collaboration speaks to two persons working together. And so I think that every relationship will have its challenges. I mean, nobody is perfect. You know, we are all human. And so we have our inherent flaws and efficiencies and shortcomings. However, if we are not willing to acknowledge that, yeah, boy, from time to time, I will get it wrong. As you say, from time to time, I will fall. I will get weak. But if you don't acknowledge your partner who's there with you to pick you back up and say, hey, let's continue this journey or to be a friend and to hold you accountable for what you're doing and to really communicate, you know, you know, the uncomfortable things. Um, it really does make the difference in the quality of family dynamic yeah. that you have. Um, yeah. Sure which is your favorite role, Joel? Yeah, which is hmm. your favorite role? Husband, um, father, or friend? 
I don't have a favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I don't say that's a tricky question. I welcome anybody in tonight. I'm not going to say a shoshi listening. Trick question. Don't do that. Don't do that. So you don't have um, a favorite. All right, Jane. Um, maybe, maybe husband, maybe husband, father, friend. Husband. So put them in, put them in your top three then. Order, put them yeah. in one, two, and three. Let's just go with that. So you'll still be safe tonight. Uh, top three, husband, father, friend. Boom. Easy. Love it. Yeah. Like that. This is why they make such an exceptional partnership because even last week, we tried to trick Annalise with questions and she was on top of things. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So she was a real good partnership. It's a real good partnership. Yeah. I like you know that. something I like else? Um, I, I I remember looking at a live with you guys recently with some friends over here in Barbados. And one of the guys looking at the live with me, he said, you know, two of them as friends. Well, of course, not be John accent. And I said, what do you mean by that? He said, no, like I looking at their, their dynamic and you could see that they are really friends. So do right. you think that being friends, well, I mean, I don't know if you all are really friends, but <laughs> I can. <laughs> but do you think that being friends really does help your relationship, help your family dynamic, like in those tough times, like when you're having issues and so on? Yeah, man, definitely. Friendship is, is one of the pivotal parts of relationships, you know. You know, two people, two people, they they go on better, you understand? In mm -hmm. Tobago language, they go on better, go on better. Yeah. when they are friends, when they are genuinely friends. Because you see, and the Bible talks about the Lord. The Bible says He's a friend that's taken closer than a brother. He did mm -hmm. that, and they see that word friend there being used yeah. is something that is is not just a blood thing, it's something that's a covenant thing. And yes, friendship, it breeds covenant. So when you stand up there with I stand up there. That woman, drunk mm -hmm. or sober, that that she's mine. I'm she. <laughs> you understand? Right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I'm gonna right. go the distance for my friend because she is my friend. You know, she is. It's been there for me when I was at my low points. When I'm at my high points, I wanna make sure that I wanna celebrate my wins with her. We learn from our losses. You understand? And that is what friendship does. Friendship is beyond the cause. Is is beyond the mission. It's mm -hmm. just for you. This episode is sponsored by Piaco Air Services. Interested in aviation ground handling and international shipping? Call us today at 868-240-4963. Piaco Air Services, delivering excellence is what we do best. You and that person. I heard TDJ say, if you could find three genuine friends in a lifetime, you'll find plenty. You're yes. rich. You're rich. Yeah. You're rich. Fellas, rich here on this program, though. I'm, I'm telling you. Fellas, I'm here rich on this program. I'm telling you. The fellas, them fellas, rich on this program. Because watch me, bomb after bomb. And like each episode, just continue to bring a lot more substance to what we're trying to do, boy. I think, and to be of purpose here, especially with this family episode, I think um, you, it really touched on, on different things or how important it is. Like, I am far away from my immediate family. Uh, constantly you know having to be somewhere else and i see how important it is boy and the communication with them is so so important because of the fact that i know that you know that they have i feel like i always feel like they have my back in terms of my family right yeah. and then you have a couple of people who sometimes you could talk to i could talk to a partner of mine mm -hmm. today i talked to him three years from now and pick up right where we left off like if nothing had happened nothing, like yep. 
you know. Yeah. Um, but I think the one thing that we we see men being facing challenges with when it comes to family is really priority, um, priority on, in terms of what's needed in that type of family. So like in, in your family, and again, we will try to make sure you don't get in any trouble, but in your family with your dynamic, because everybody has a different dynamic, right? What would, be, what would be one of some of the priorities as a man you think that you have to pay attention to when it comes to making sure the family is set in a certain type of way? Um, that is along the lines of the P's, you know, provision, protection, mm. parenting. It's, it's a confirmation or confirmation. <laughs> yep, yep. So listen, hey, listen. That's why I asked that question because I know, I know. We can tell you alignment or no. So I want yeah. to go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to make sure that you could protect your family. You want to make sure that you could provide for your family. They say that a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's yes, children. children. Mm-hmm. I am just working to, to raise these kids I have here and make sure that their kids are, are supplied for and are comfortable for as well. Yeah. So it's about building that that legacy that that transcends generations and intergenerational wealth. Know, yes. Yeah. So we talk about generational wealth. That's where that's where the mindset is at now. I want to build yeah. something that is bigger than positive. You know, it's not because when positive. When I go to the grave, positive dies. But there is, must be a legacy that's beyond yeah. me as a musician or as an artist that I could leave for my kids and my grandkids, and they could, they could, they could be fed of my investment even mm-hmm. when I'm not here. And that's the, the essence of it. Yeah. I want to ask. I want to ask this question, Joe, as we're talking about family, right? And it's something that I know some people may be thinking, but they haven't, you know, been touching it. I want to talk about in-laws. Let me, let me spice <laughs> I want to talk about <sighs> in-laws. And this is the thing. You have a family dynamic which is, I mean, admirable. A lot of people admire it. Tens of thousands of people admire it. Hundreds of people tune into the life just to see or let's see Mary had a little lamb together, right? But mm-hmm. I want to talk about that unit that you all have. How do you all deal with the influences and the inputs from in-laws like like what what is the the level of interaction with in-laws and how does what they think how does that factor into all the decision making well it, it, it kind of i know i'm coming with the trick question tonight yeah nah, yeah you have to really look at how independent each party is you know i was blessed to have in-laws that that love me i remember um my father-in-law stood up in in our wedding <laughs> he was like um, he picked up his mic and he was like you know i know that i am Annalise's father eh? but i just know that my daughter is blessed to have a man like joel Boom, so when you could hear a next man who is a man's man yeah right. Right. get up on that podium and acknowledge you as as being a blessing to him and to his family as well you know it just it just kind of puts you in a place of really valuing the in-law relationship so for me i welcome in-laws simply because they have matured and humbled themselves to know when to mash breaks when to put give us a space you know when to Mm, to dress back and 
not every opinion is is what we have to take action by you know yeah we welcome opinions we welcome your input but that does not determine the course of our relationship you understand so sometimes i know people are dreading laws that have no sort of valuable <laughs> input dream, right? so yeah you know? so we just make things clear and you see honesty boy yeah. honesty is yes. real valuable honesty yeah. i could come up and say all right I don't want my wife engaging in any more conversation along this particular topic because I could see how it's stressing out. That's the kind of conversations we have. I love boys. So it's, it's important. It's important. It's really important. Yeah. Have that type of relationship. Yo, Chris, I see I was very happy for that. My, because for me, <laughs> conversation, I tell everybody from who I coach to just general guys who talk to me conversations a lot of couples aren't having the right conversations and they leave gaps to be found and filled when they're now four or five years into the relationship and yeah. then realize there's so much about each other they never discussed mm-hmm. you That's see it. that thing called conversation listen i i always put that to the front if you're not talking you can't talk <laughs> <laughs> So that's, well, a, that's, a, that's a compatible, convenient thing. Remember, we spoke about that some yes. episodes ago. Yep, yep, yep. In those relationships that are convenient, it's just about the, it's just about the pleasure, the superficial, the situations. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And so yep. in those convenient relationships, you find a lot of the conversations are superficial, a lot of the conversations. You talk about a lot of things, but you don't talk about the right things. But right. you know, we encourage and urge over here, the fellas, we encourage people to develop compatible relationships and those are the relationships that are based on the alignment of values that are based on you know the important actions the commitment as you know joel shared with us the communication the compromise and so on and um yeah com- compatibility over convenience any day i tell people go deep and if somebody tell you that you're too deep well tell them well you can't swim go and learn to swim and then come and check me i don't think that anybody should change mm. the depth because somebody can't swim i have a Tell question for you uh, yes sir you know we always growing in life and we're always learning what do you do as professionals each one of you guys are rightly professionals in the field you know counseling and mentorship as a professional i'd like to hear your professional input as what do you tell a man, right, who at the time of getting involved with a particular woman and getting married and stuff like that, he did not yet find himself. And he recognized over time as the relationship grows that this person does not satisfy the 40-year-old version of himself. Mm. What do you tell a man in that predicament? The doctor's in the house. So, <laughs> no, no, no. Bombs is dropping everywhere now. So, the doc. You know you have to go first, the doctor. Yeah, I know I have to go first. That's okay. Um, I think that it's never it's never too late to learn, you know, especially right. about yourself and about the other person. And I always tell people, when something doesn't fit, it really doesn't fit. I mean, we've grown up hearing about not trying to put square pegs in wrong holes. Wrong holes. And very often... Um, what we see today as a rise in divorce and a rise in what people call family dysfunction is really just a very late realization that you were trying to put a square peg in a wrong hole. Right. And very often, divorce is not necessarily 
characteristic of somebody's ill or off spiritual belief or somebody trying to violate their family traditions. But sometimes divorce, even though it's one of the bigger things in the mar affecting the marital community, mm -hmm. divorce is actually one of those things that comes about and it's a consequence of premature action. So right. a lot of people enter into marriage prematurely because some people get married for sex. Some people get married because the other person have money. Some people get married because they don't want to be lonely. Right. And so you get married based on what is convenient to you at the time, you know, and you rush into relationships based on what is convenient to you at the time and you don't foresee what might be compatible with you as you develop. And so that's why we say compatibility over convenience, right? Tell oh, yeah. people yeah. it's all about long-term satisfaction. If you continue to shoot for instant gratification, in the long run, you will be dissatisfied. And this is just one of the things that you just may not be able to deal with. But as a mental health professional, a counseling professional, I tell people um, therapy is therapy works. Therapy um, getting into safe spaces works. And I actually was counseling a couple from France just before this episode. And I was saying to them, it's not that y'all don't know what to do, but it's just because y'all value different things. And so if y'all are not having any communication about what you value and acknowledge the fact that your values change as you get older, because yes. essentially what a relationship is, it's two people responding to the same thing in different ways and two people responding to the same event, but coming from two different backgrounds. And so that I, it speaks again to the importance of communication. And as I say, if that fella is at a stage where he is recognizing, maybe this person is not the one for me, I would say don't abandon ship until you've had a conversation about your values, until you've had a conversation about how you have changed as an individual and what you're actually looking for, what you need Push now. Push up your lighter, 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 lighter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I mean, so... Like, so ask me to answer the questions. So no, 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 no. Hey, that's, no, no, that's, no. Why, that's why we have the doctor in the house. I mean, I, I mean somebody else who is more or less along the coaching side of it, I'll keep mine short too. I know we can have some time to wrap up. Um, I think for, for what... Uh, we've talked about this before and I've mentioned this before about understanding self. I think one of the most powerful things for any man is to understand who he is as a person, who he is as an individual, and what value he has. Because that's what a lot of us are looking for in other people when we, it's within us, you know. Um, so I, I would say definitely figure out self. Understand self. Take some time to figure out who you are in order for you to understand what you want to attract. So you have to become that. You have to become that, what you want to attract. The other thing I would say too, and I, and I will actually bring the woman into this, right? Uh, because we're talking about the men and the men and the men, and I get that, and I want to share that with the men, but I want to bring the woman into this too. This, and Delson mentioned it just now, the doctor mentioned safe space. This is where, if you're with somebody who truly loves you, cares about you, respects you, trusts you, they will also help to support you to create a safe space for you to figure out who you are as a person with or without the result being a positive or a negative you understand so i think we're in a space where now we in in this idea of men feeling as though yeah we just need men i just need a bro i could call my partner if we're looking at going together together two of us accomplish more we need women we need the women to support right. us i will never single out men and say oh it's men this and, men, this men. and men no we need the women to come in and help us to create some understanding 
help us to create a safe space for us to be vulnerable enough to talk about this and to realize that there's some things that we thought we were because each level as you get older each level you outgrow certain people and things you know yeah so correct. you need to have that woman to come in there and support your process as well and be supportive and create a safe environment so i would say learn yourself who you are learn what's on the on the inside what's within what you value what you want to attract and i will also say make sure that you communicate that to whoever you're with and 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 let them know how important a safe space is for you for that process for the two of you all to create more value correct yes correct. i would have to say because change is constant even as you're learning about yourself something i tell people is always do check-ins because there's a point in time where you would have wanted and needed certain things at this point and as a relation to develop and as you develop you yourself would change in that regard of your needs. So as you do these check-ins, I would say, what are you asking yourself the most? What are all the questions you're asking yourself during this relationship period as you're learning yourself and the person? And the, the one thing that you're asking the most, communicate that to your partner. Because that is the main thing that would have been affecting you in your mind that you want to actually address but don't know how to address it so as you go into the time period because like i always say i tell my i tell people every two years if it if it could still stand she guts you're good every two years every two three years the questions and as you were going you're like certain things bothering you you know what this is the main thing that poke me the most and i need to communicate this so that we could get past this other checkpoint what would you say to this gentleman um for me i say i would you know more just you know going on your shoulders right now um <laughs> i definitely say you know there there's a lot of things that we could teach a lot of teachable things you know mm-hmm. being able to move along our vision and our mission is something that we that could be taught you know and there's a lot of ways that people could learn and you know people who are are truly in love you know even though you might be outgrowing the mental space or outgrowing a particular person per se you know mm-hmm. love should be that that guiding factor that oh, yeah. gives patience the bible says love is patient so i would say to that guy be a bit more patient be a bit more kind to help somebody along your journey don't leave your partner behind you know you go go to the ends of the earth you know i, I was telling my dad you know because we were talking about marriages and stuff like that and he said you know um when two people are married and you know i've heard my brother say that he's talking about my uncle right? he said, i heard my brother say when that woman do this thing i ain't i done i done <laughs> and I said, no, you have to tell him that this is the wrong attitude because wrong attitude, yeah. we have to make sure that we do everything possible awesome. to make yeah. this thing yes. work. Correct. Because this thing is a covenant. You understand? Okay, so. And it's not just it's not just a friendship, a casual friendship anymore. Marriage is a covenant, and it's a covenant that requires discipline, understanding, forgiveness, patience, kindness. Patience forgetting wrongs you understand there's yes. a love or no record of wrong forget that where you missed it before where you didn't catch it where it went over your head you know make sure that you keep your partner up to speed and do whatever it takes to make it work true that man of god husband father and honorary fellow 
fella. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, honorary yeah. fella. We thank you for joining us tonight on the Fellas After Show podcast. Joel, indeed, it was a pleasure sharing with you and hearing you glean from your experiences. You know, we were able to really it all up and we will definitely apply it and try to share it in our own respects. So my fellow fellas, Eugene, yes, yes. Mr. Classy, yes, tonight yes. was another good one. Yes, sir. And as we mentioned in the episode, you know, this is the after show episode four, episode seven. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that um, the next episode that we have on TV6 will be our last for this first season. first season. But I want to encourage everybody to tune in, you know, tune in next week because you're going to have something very special for you because it's us getting real and really connected to you. Right, we encourage you to share your questions with us at our social media handles. You can find me, the comedy doctor. You can simply find me at Delhi Digest on Instagram. The G is in the house, and you can find him at I am Garth Forza and Mr. Classy, always with us, always bringing it real and unfiltered in the after show. You can find him at Mr. Crossley, sir. Guys, another wonderful installment of our podcast. I enjoyed spending any time with you guys tonight. What do you say? Yes, yes, it was. I didn't yes, want it to end, telling you. Hey, yeah, man. We had, yeah, we had a good, yeah, great so conversation. Was, Correct. Yeah, I, yes. I am Delison Charles. I am Christopher Crossley. I am God Vosa. And we are. Yeah. Good All right. Thank you, everyone. All right, good guys. Night. Have a good night. <laughs>